0: This is a Not Just A Guy production. Welcome one and all to Not Just A Guy, a show about struggling and storytelling by a struggling storyteller. I'm your host and the aforementioned struggling storyteller, not just a guy, the guy, Garrett Briones. Welcome to my podcast. I have been trying to make it in the podcast game for a little while. I've had two previous podcasts. Both were pop culture related, one being called Masters of the Media, which lasted for a good, you know, 30 some odd episodes. That was followed by Comics Decode, which lasted one episode. Both of those were shows that I you know, I did what a lot of people want to do, which is talk about pop culture, talk about the films and comics and TV shows that we are spoiled with, you know, that there are so many and that are so widely recognized and widely known about. And I, I was in, I wanted to get in that game and, um, then I didn't. And the reason why being, I fell out of love with talking about that stuff. Like, I still love that stuff. I read comics. Uh, you can look at my bank account and see how much money I spend on comic books. Uh, you know, I love movies. I am a filmmaker. I should have started by saying that, but this ties into my, what the whole point of the show is, which this show is, um, it's a space. It's a safe space. It is a place for Storytellers, whether that be, you know, you're an actor in a film or you're a director of a TV series or like an episode of TV or you're a writer of a book or you're a comic book artist or you are an artist or you're, you know, an actor on the stage you're a professional wrestler, some kind of storyteller. This show is for those storytellers. This show is for storytellers by a storyteller because I think any storyteller, which I'm going to try my best to not just keep beating that word into your head a thousand times. I think we all know that it is a rough road for our art to be, to be seen. It's it's interesting. We're in a time where there are so many outlets for art. There's a thousand streaming services. There are places where you can upload your web comic. You can do all these different things. It's interesting because it's it's hard. It's it's so much easier to get your work out there, but to really have it be seen and to have this idea of making it in your industry mine being film it's it's not an easy path for anybody you know for I mean, for some people even those that you think have an easy path there's still work being done for people to get their work seen to gain that point as a as a creative where not only are you able to financially support yourself you are able to kind of just be you and and get your work out there without having to i mean it's always a struggle to get your work out there whether it's you know getting a deal getting some kind of distribution all these different things it ain't easy and it's you would think that, oh, you just join this industry, you know, you get fresh out of school, you you hop into whatever industry, like I said, mine's film, and it's just, okay, kid, let's get you making the pictures, and my whole idea with this show is for it to be a living document, the document my journey as a storyteller, you know, I want to be a director, but I also, I like to write my stuff, so what if I take off more as a writer than I do as a director, or, you know, for fun, I like to act and stuff, I enjoyed doing that in college, and, and when I went to film school, which we'll touch upon that in a second, but what if somehow my acting took off? I think that that would be interesting to chart and interesting to see that how that change, you know, what, how would I still get my stories across that I want to tell? And it, it just, I I think that this is also a space where I want to invite on creators I know, creators I don't know, and speak to them about their struggles, how they got to where they are, what point are they at in their journey, in their career, and what are their aspirations, what have they learned, what were the low points, what did they learn from the low points. I feel like this show could really be a place to. Give an idea and an expectation of any storyteller, any creative, anybody that wants to put their stories out there, and but also realize you know a big part of why so many people do end up kind of giving up is because of that financial aspect is not being able to to make it. I want to learn from people because you know, and I'll elaborate on this a little bit more in a second here as well. I, you know, I work a standard nine to five right now, and it is so hard to be a creative um, and to really define that time to carve out for my creativity. It is so hard to do that within the parameters of a 40 hours a week job. And it is... I have, I, my hat is off to anybody that can do that because I, I'm struggling to do so. I, let's get, I want to give a little bit of background before I kind of talk about where I'm at, but as I said up top, my name is Garrett Briones. I am a filmmaker. I am, I hail from the Central Valley of California, a very small town called Porterville. Not many people know what that, what that town is, and it, it, you know, people there usually kind of get into an agricultural biology kind of background, you know, and, but they usually, they learn about those things and then they, they leave. I mean, some people stay in Porterville, which is, you know, if, if you choose, you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody that stayed there, but for me, um, to bring it to my, my field to, you know, I'm a big Star Wars guy. I was Luke Skywalker. I know this is, this analogy, this has been made to death. Every, every white male, like myself, half white male. Make this comparison of themselves being, you know, I'm I was Luke Skywalker looking out at the two sons of Tatooine, which is I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy, so of course, I'm going to make that comparison. But I just I always knew a small town as much as I do love uh, my home and I love visiting there, being in there for the rest of my life was never going to be something that I was into. Um, and, you know, I was in AP classes, honor classes, I was in choir, I was choir president. I was in two high school, two of my high school choirs. I was in two of them consecutive. I was in both our concert and chamber choir, which are our highest ones. But I I knew I never wanted a job in any, you know, anything. You know, I never had any aspirations of of using that knowledge to, you know, to impart it on anybody or get into any of those fields like, you know, like history or anything like that. When I was younger, I had thought to myself, oh, well, you know, I would love to be like an archaeologist or a paleontologist because I do love learning about history. And then I realized well, why, why do I want to be those things? What, what is it? What is it that's really drawing it me to them? And I was like, oh, well, it's because I love Jurassic Park and I love Indiana Jones. Those are some of my, you know, Indiana Jones, the Last Crusade. I mean, the whole Indie, you know, series, but Last Crusade is one of my most inspirational movies for me, and I found myself being drawn to those, and I was like, whoa, well, it's because of the power of those stories, the power of, even at a young age, I was like, oh, it's because, like, I just love how, how those movies turned out, like, that's why I wanted to do it, and so... You know, I I kept, I I would see that on my like DVDs that I had. And then later my Blu-rays, oh, there's like special features. Like, what is that? And it would show behind the scenes on filmmaking and getting to see a director talk about how they wanted to bring the script to life. And you see them on set and all these different things. And I was like, huh, you know, that's. That's something I would love to do. I've always loved to write in, you know, I always love to write um, in different classes, like in English class. I always love to do that, write stories. And I always have found myself in leadership positions, as I mentioned earlier, choir president. Almost always teachers would just make me the group leader in projects, just kind of matter of fact, or I would kind of just fall into that position, you know, uh, just as we started to get the work done. And so then that eventually led me to, you know, after applying to some other schools, some things falling apart, you know, falling through that led me to Columbia college, Hollywood, which was, which is a a film school. And, uh, it used to be located in Tarzana, California. That campus has closed down. They are going through a name change and they're spread out through different areas. But, um, I, I found that place and it just really opened my eyes to okay this is this is the place for me you know it was a smaller school it was a two-story building but you know I had a very I had a smaller student body but I I tell you that was um and it sucks because of the pandemic I I really only got two. uh you know 2018 and 2019 I went th- I was you know there on grounds for the whole time but then 2020 I only got about three months on ground and then the school shut down for COVID and then the rest of my college career was just on Zoom. And uh and even then it, that's I feel like that's when my real I feel like that's really when my struggles as a storyteller kind of started. When I started to realize like this you know, not even just the COVID of it all, but I didn't get to make a thesis film, you know, for all the years I was there, all the classes, you know They're preparing us from writing, directing, sound, all these things kind of telling us, you know, the end of all this, you're going to make a thesis film. You're going to, you know, your last three quarters at the school, you're going to be doing pre-production production and post-production on uh, your thesis film I had these lofty expect, uh, aspirations, more so than expectations and I was going to make a short film that was going to be a, a kind of my super uh, superhero character I had created I've had with me since oh, probably uh, middle school yeah I would have created this character in middle school and I was going to make it about them and I was going to do this awesome 15 minute short film really a sort of like a you know get this out there as a calling card and then I can make it into a feature down the road, which I want to do, and then I had the hardest time raising money for it. You know, I I had no producer on it. Um, I reached out to a bunch of producers and none of them, they were already, you know, we didn't have a ton of producers at my school. And so they were all booked. They were on other projects, other thesis films. And so I kind of had to scramble for, you know, make a budget, even though I had no experience doing so. I had never, none of my classes had really prepared me for for that. And that's not really my, my field. That's not what I'm in. You know, I'm in the writing, the directing, the acting side of things. that's what that's what I've always been about I was a directing emphasis that's what I have my degree in the creative side I could almost not even focus on the creative for the film because I was racking my brain around how I was going to raise money for it and thinking I was gonna have to do you know raise as much as I could and then do a lot out of pocket and it just I ultimately couldn't do it you know I I wanted to do it so badly I really believed in the script at the time And I had a lot of people. I had a really. I was putting together a really good team. One, you know, the person that was the the, Christian Hundley. He was a cinematographer at my school. Uh, That's what he got his degree in. And he was just the coolest guy. He's he's one of the hardest workers I know. He is always out there doing something creative. He takes some of the. He captures some of the most amazing images I've I've seen. I believe right now he's working on a a documentary. He. Was my you know he was who I was really working with on that project, and he was you know always on top of scheduling, always making sure he was getting information from me. I was always making sure I got information to him, and he was just he was awesome on that. And then also my my girlfriend Emily Cunningham, she was my AD, and she was my rock through the whole thing. She helped me through that because I was wanting to rip my hair out because it it was killing me. I couldn't focus on the creative because I was so. Absorbed in the, you know, having to worry about the money, which is, you know, always something that you have to worry about with these things, with making a project like that, you know, kickstarting or, you know, go find me, all these different, there's, you know, a thousand different uh, ways. Seed and Spark, uh, I believe actually I was using Seed and Spark. I had another idea, another superhero character that I'd, I had recently come up with, um who I'm still trying to get a short of off the ground. I had that and we, we had no, but the thing was this time around, we had no crew. We we were gonna just, we had no crew and we had no equipment. And so we were just gonna have to shoot it on our iPhones, which is a valid way of doing so, especially if you were using, like, we were using Filmic Pro. Um, And you know, we shot the whole thing in a this span of like f- three, four, five days. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. I just, I did not, it just did not work for me. It just, it was, I knew it, I wasn't gonna feel good showing it to the room. And uh, because you have to screen it with the instructors and the other students, I just knew I was it was it was dead on arrival. As much as I love the hard work that we put in and as well as my one of my best friends, Dylan Berkey, who is not in film, but he is an artist. Uh, he create, you know, he's always been a, a talented uh, artist. He's he's I've always loved watching, you know, watching him draw. And he would always give me some of his drawings back in middle school and high school. And now he's getting in sort of uh, 3D artistry, things like that. And uh, at the time he made a domino mask for me for the film. And then he made this full helmet um, for one of the character's. And it was, it, you know, he we really put in a lot of work on that, but it just wasn't clicking. But I still keep coming back to it because I really like that, that, the concept for that idea. And I really think that there is a lot to do with it. So I had to go back to the drawing board. I found that I was... If I was going to have to do it in such the um you know strict parameters that it was just gonna be the two of us and it was gonna you know not be like everyone else's projects I was like, well then let's let's do something different let's let's have fun with it like if we're just treating this as a slog or you know if we're not gonna just embrace it and have fun with it. And realize that this is more for us than anything. Then why why even do it? You know, or like what that that was the point to do it. That was why the why. I'm always looking for the why in everything and the stories I tell and the stories I love. Always trying to figure out the why. So we made this project, Undy, that I, I think we're we're still really proud of. We made it with um, a friend of mine at the time and we we just infused it with so much fun and just a reverence, but also some heart as well. And it was such a a great time. And so, you know, it it wasn't something I sent off to festivals, not because I wasn't proud of it, but also because we had a copyrighted song in it because, you know, we were just showing it to the the room. And we we were going to get around to making a version of it that we could release uh, without the copyrighted song, but we just just never came to fruition uh, for various reasons. And, uh, And so then I found myself, you know, I was at the time... Uh, you know, graduating college on my computer, and I was working a part-time job at Lowe's, you know, and that that was a job that taught me a lot, you know, that was really my first real job. Uh, I had done, like, freelance, you know, jobs before that, but Lowe's was, I learned, you know, you learn from all aspects of life, and you carry different things from certain points of your life to other things, and that one taught me a lot about teams, and a lot about Leadership and what to what kind of leadership works best and what you know what what I can carry what kind of leadership I don't really drive with things like that all that to say I was just kind of like okay well what's next you know I find myself in, it's June 2021 I'm you know over hundreds of you know over a hundred miles away from the area that is most associated with the the field I want to be in I have no real film I can use as a calling card I don't have any I lost out on like PA experience I missed you know I missed out getting to be on sets and or to make shorts that I could shoot while at the school using school equipment I lost all that and I found myself just kind of lost a little bit, and so for the remainder of that year, I saved up money, and then 2022, I finally moved back down to LA, and 2022 was maybe, from a creative standpoint, one of the hardest years I ever had, and... I you know I got a job that was more that I still have to this day I I didn't have it for a little bit I was let go as uh, the company was reshifting and refocusing but then I was brought back a few weeks later and it's a job that is tangentially related to film has to do with like film equipment and stuff like that which I will be honest right here right now I don't I, I don't I when it comes to the the technicality of the equipment I'm I'm not super well versed in that that's just not the field of film that I'm in but the job doesn't require me to be super um, savvy with all that stuff more so, uh, but it helps that I have a shorthand and I know the, I do know certain things about the equipment. I found myself in that job, so I was at least very tangentially related to film and working that film, working that job I should say rather, put me in a very, uh, put me in a point where I could tangentially get a film gig. I did get my first ever PA gig because I was in the right place at the right time because of the job. Uh, and so it did get me a day as a PA, which was an interesting experience, which is similar to even Lowe's. It taught me, okay, this is what I want to do on a set. This is what I don't want to do on a set. For for example, um, I think he was the AD. I, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I, I am a very warm man. I'm a very hot man. I'm a hot man and I'm a warm man. I'll let you figure out in what ways I mean both, but I, I sweat a lot, you know, I, when I'm, especially when I'm in a situation like that one, which is kind of new to me, which I'm a little, you know, I'm a little, uh, I, I'm, I'm not walking on eggshells, but I'm a little nervous. I, not even a little, I was nervous because the director and the producer really, they really took a chance, you know, they were very nice men and they gave us, uh, myself and my friend at the time, they gave us an opportunity, you know, they just, they didn't have any sort of resume for us, but they were like, you know what, we're going to give you guys a job because we see that you, you know. We can see your work ethic in this other um, field, so we're going to give you guys this PA gig because you're in. You you went to school for film, like you need to start racking up the gigs. And so, eternally grateful to them. But I believe this man was the AD who uh, he noticed I was sweating on the day he had he had to point that out in front of everybody because uh, I was wearing a shirt where you could see that I had sweat stains under my uh, my armpits, and he had to point that out. And he, uh, you know, he had to make a joke about it because I was, you know, standing. My friend and I were standing off to the side, just kind of waiting for our next, uh, you know, the next time someone needed our help. And he, he just had to make a joke about that, and he had to draw attention to it. He could tell I was nervous, all these different things. And then, not even like a minute or two later, he's, you know, he he tried to defuse the situation by going, "Oh, I sweat too." But it's like, okay, man, but you already you already kind of you could already you already know I'm one of the lowest people on the totem pole here, and you already had to kind of you know for no reason shine a light on that. It's something I'm insecure about and he not say sorry. I mean, he did say like, yeah, like, oh, I sweat too. And it's like, okay, but you, you, that didn't get said in front of everybody. And then he had me go get him and, uh, like an omelet or something like that. And to this day, I still wish I hadn't, but I don't know. I just did it because I was working there. Uh, but I, I wish I hadn't run and gotten it for him because that is just, to me, a just just so disrespectful and just not how i want to ever make someone feel on a set of mine whether it's a virtual set you know because i'm trying i'll get into kind of what i'm working on at the moment i that was such a learning experience in every way you know how to treat people like i said the director uh, and the producer they were the textbook example of how to treat people they were kind they were inviting they were warm they invited um me over to come and look at the monitor be right behind the camera um, to get real experience and watch them work they were the textbook example of how how I wish this industry always was this other guy he was the exact example of how I never want to be because that's what I that is something that I don't like about this industry is that it is so you know standoffish that there is this everyone thinks it's like high noon uh, you know and that it's a it's like a, a gun you know it's like a a gunfight it's a shootout that you have to always be on top that you have to put down other people to stay at your point and that even with success you just have to you, all you are worried about is more success even if it comes at the the detriment of other people that you have to put them down and make them feel bad and push them out and not let them in because you're so worried about your your quote unquote your spot and I just think that that is never what I want this to be about I never want I never want to be so worried about me making it that I just push aside other people who could have you know just as valid if not I mean every story is valid that people want to tell but to just I never want to never want to push people away just so I can protect my stories and protect my ability to tell them. And I I want to tell stories like the one I just told as I traverse through this industry, just to give people who are in similar boats or or, are thinking about getting into the industry, things like that. I want them to know like, this is what to expect, or this is what I'm going through. How is that similar to what you're going through? I would, I have so many friends and so many colleagues that I would love to have on and that I'm going to be reaching out to, to be on, um, because I would love to talk to them about how, what are their struggles and how are, how are they persevering through them or Or if they aren't, what do they think they can do to work on them? So like right now, my biggest one is, is the, you know, the idea of FOMO. You know, I feel like I am, I feel like I am so on the outside looking in when it comes to my work right now, because my job takes up, it takes up 40 hours of my week. At the moment, I have like eh, about an hour drive in the morning to get there. And then I have anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half uh, drive, if I'm lucky, drive back after. After work, at you know, getting off at five o'clock, and having to make that drive here, and then you know, I get back, and I I want to do something physical. You know, I love working out. Um, that's a, something that's really, really important to me. It's been important to me since about high school. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest guy, but I pride myself on my dedication. My you know the the sweat equity I have put in. And, and you know, it, it is nice to get compliments from people to see that it has been taking off. And, you know, my body dysmorphia will never let me, you know, think I'm in a good spot. But I I love doing that. So, you know, I want to do that after work. You know, I like to do that at least four days a week. And by the time I'm done with that, it's, it's hard to, you know, bring up the energy to want to write, you know, 10 pages or, you know, start to you know have a production meeting on something it's really hard to want to do that and then by the time the weekend rolls around you know that's probably when I should be trying to get PA gigs or you know get on sets or shoot my own things and it's like that by that point I'm just so beat down and it's like I I'm just so constantly in awe at my friends and you know other people that I I follow which also you can't take social media at face value you're only really seeing you know the the best or what people are letting you in on um as far as as anything that isn't the best I'm just so in awe when I just see these people week after week you know day after day just on these these shoots and getting these jobs and it it, but you know at the same time my my inability to detach myself from that really starts to kick in because you know I I feel like crap when I you know I feel happy for them and then I I feel like a you know, like a bad person for almost feeling jealous. You know, to see them. I'm I'm happy for their success. I'm happy to see them. You know, see people that I went to school with and that I was friends with, uh making money in this industry. I'm like, you know, more power to you because I know it's not easy. But it, it does kill me because I'm like, did I did have I just not tried hard enough? Am I am I not putting in the work? Am I letting laziness and fear get to me? And then once you let those thoughts creep in, it it becomes again. Of, am i not good enough am i am i what am i what am i am i is it because i'm letting myself get so lazy and just kind of enjoy you know whatever peace and rest i can find am i am i letting myself down but also am i just not good enough because i'm not willing to put in that extra work i guess you know like what am i what am i getting out of this you know not that i need to get something out of it but is what i'm doing worth it is, is what i find myself in it it sucks because you know i have to you know my my girlfriend and i have to pay rent you know we need money i need the job that i have but i don't like the job that i have if i'm being quite honest that's i ha- i need these other outlets i need this podcast i need this podcast i need other things related to to it you know i have the, the i have a channel a youtube channel related to this. I have some other ventures, but uh I'm putting in the work to get those things off the ground, but what am I what am I really doing? I I need the job because I need to pay money, you know, like or pay money. Like I need to pay for rent and things like that and necessities, groceries, food. Is it you know coming at the expense of me feeling fulfilled in life because i don't <laughs> i really don't at the moment and it it kills me i i mean i love my life like i love my family i love my friends but as as far as my like career as far as my my life as a storyteller i feel like crap <laughs> again i i feel so much like i'm rudderless, I'm spinning my wheels, like I'm not trying hard enough, like I am lesser than, and it it kills me. I don't want this to only be a downer, because what I have found is that it used to be easier to do so, but I, I find those little moments at work where there's not a ton for me to do, and I can bring out my laptop. Um, I'm currently working on a uh, an audio drama um, with one of my, my best friends, uh, which I think, uh, hopefully they listen to this, they know that's probably one of the first times I've, I've referred to them as such, but I think that, that, that they are. Uh, one of my best friends, Johnny Rome, um, they are producing it because they gave me the idea. Um, in 2022, I had so many short films I wanted to make. I had all these crazy ideas. I had this, a supernatural sort of western i had a ghost uh, romantic comedy thing i had all these different stories uh i wanted to remake undy i wonder but on a bigger scale and with a little more resources and all those plans just didn't come to fruition uh one because of my job and then two i wanted help with with it and the person i wanted to help me was to, was caught up in their own things uh, i'll just leave it at that and i just I, again, I became This I didn't get into them. And then I also just realized once I did want to start doing them is that they were just, they were too big. They were, they were going to be things I needed money for and that my job wasn't going to just cover. And so, so I just, once again, I just pushed them off and, uh, and they were going to be kind of one-off stories that were going to actually kind of connect, uh, to, cause my plan was to eventually, have them lead to even bigger shorts that would connect all of them. It just didn't come to fruition. It was just going to be too hard to pull off, and I needed money to do so. And so Johnny moved in with my girlfriend and I uh, for a little bit, and they really pushed me to, you know, th- and this is something I want to talk about. on this just because I'm a filmmaker doesn't mean that that's the only kind of storytellers I want to have on. Because I want people, I want authors, I want people that work in video games, I want all these different things. Just because one just because your preferred medium it, you know, for me it's film, which is it ain't cheap. just because that one wasn't working out. why why not consider? Another medium, and so Johnny pushed me towards audio drama. Um, you know, stories that you tell just through audio, through sound effects, through music, through voice acting. Theoretically, your budget is unlimited, and so I've been writing scripts for um, a first season, six six scripts, tangentially connected. Uh, I don't want to go into super detail or say the title stuff like that till we get things really off the ground, but I I'm loving it. It is, it is what is creative fulfilling, creatively fulfilling me at the moment. It is so much fun, and I'm learning as I'm going, finding out the best way to learning from... I watched a bunch of videos that Johnny gave me on how some people have done audio dramas, and how they format them, and kind of finding a way, like, you know, taking, okay, I like this, I like this, but then also making it my own, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. It is it is very much what is driving me at the moment, and I, I think about it every single day. Um, I listen to music to think about ideas for it, and I really just can't wait to see what it becomes, because I'm really passionate about it, and I think it could be really fun for people to see. I have I have a lot of plans for it should it really take off and I want to get as many of my friends in on it as I can because I really, I think one of my biggest goals is to find my, my people. Uh, You know, there's a phrase that it's hard to make friendships when you're an adult and I think that is kind of true in some ways. Um, I think it's more so just, it's hard to find time with your friends when you're an adult and I'll be honest, you know, besides my, my girlfriend and my, my best friends at home that I still text every, you know. Every day, every other day, Facetime them stuff like that. Besides my family and like those friends and, and my girlfriend, it's it's very lonely down here. I'll be I'll be completely transparent, you know. I my friends are all so busy, and you know I never want to inconvenience them, and you know we're all just so geographically spread out over the L.A. area, and it's just I and I do feel lonely a lot, and but I want to find. My friends that I know I can rely on, and I want to do whatever it takes to show them that I I can be someone that they can rely on. I can be a go-to friend um, because uh, you know there are ones I'm thinking about right now that they really mean so much to me, and I just I want them to know that, that that I want them to know that, and I really want to make more friends and really find my troop. You know, find my my crew, find my, my people that I'm like, okay, we are all in this for the same reasons. None of them selfish. And we all want to just make art and we all want to see each other succeed. So why not create the opportunities for each other to succeed? And that's why there's, you know, I want them to be in on this series because maybe it takes off. Maybe, maybe someone else hears their voice and they're like, wow, maybe I could have them on my project, something like that. Um, you know their performance stands out and that that makes someone else notice that makes makes them notice them and want want to help them with their career if, if i could help even one person in my my or in my caster crew um get another opportunity from what we're doing uh, that would mean so much to me obviously i also want those opportunities for me but you know you help one person maybe that person can help you down the road so i think that's going to do it for this inaugural episode i don't know the exact length I'm always shooting for for these I wanted to kind of th- this is my introduction and kind of a general idea of what the show is going to be about yes you know like I said is about is me a struggling storyteller in a you know talking about these struggles of storytelling of trying to get your stories out there and get them told there's a there's a, a Jack Kirby you know co-creator of Captain America co-creator of the Fantastic Four creator of the New Gods all these different things in comic book you know in the comic book spaces and there's just there's this story that is told where an artist at, you know, who's a fan of his at a comic convention showed him a um, a piece of art. And Jack Kirby, who had been done so wrong so many different times in the comic book industry, uh, he told him, you know, to paraphrase that his art belong, He should put his art in galleries instead of comic books. And he told him, because comics will break your heart. This industry that he had loved that just did not give him that love in, in many ways in return. I never want film to be that for me, but... I never want any of my art to be that. I don't want to have my heart broken by the thing I love, uh, which is to tell stories. And I'm hoping this show can give me that place to vent, can give me that place to you know gather people, uh, like-minded individuals who are feeling that same way, who don't want their the story of their career to be that it broke them and it broke their heart, um, because this place will. This industry will, at least mine and many others, they will, they will, you know, chew you up and spit you out. To the paraphrase, you know, to say it. But I'm really excited for what this can be. I really want to reach out to people. And as far as uh, the the YouTube channel, this, you know, the the podcast will live here. I'm also going to be doing uh, gameplay. I'm going to be playing video games on there. Uh, not just a guy gaming. Going to be looking at storytelling. Uh, that that you think of that as a companion piece where I'm looking at a story and I'm talking about the storytelling in it, so that we can kind of glean more and maybe find ways to apply that to our own story. But that's going to do it. I don't really have an outro, so maybe I'll just spew some like of my things that I say. Like set goals, not limits. Don't chase the accolades, and love what you love. I have been your host, not just a guy, the guy, Garrett Briones, and I'll see you next time.